Hello, podcast listeners. This is the Brennan Brown's Collections of Facts and Theories News. I just want to remind you that this episode is not for Season 3, nor is it for any other seasons, but it's just a special exclusive episode interview that I wanted to do early on around Season 3, like in the mid part of Season 3's you know, production when we were still doing Season 3. But I did not release one of this episode while we were in the Season 3 phase because of being busy making episodes and circumstances with the Bible study but now with us returning back to Bible study and doing what we can do now with everyone coming together online virtually now with some sports and everything stopping um, with school we can do Bible study again so again I just want to remind you that this episode is not season 3 nor season 2 or no nothing it's just a special exclusive episode that I want to make for you guys and gals who are waiting patiently for me to release my new episodes for my season 4 and also season 4 will premiere next week Monday on the 21st which is December 21st Monday I will premiere my main podcast um, series for season 4 my main podcast season and further on information for my Christianity podcast and so on I will tell you later on in the end of this episode alright guys I hope y'all enjoy these next few segments Hello podcast listeners, you're going to listen to Mr. Alston today because Mrs. Alston will not be here because of circumstances. So I hope you enjoyed this episode and let's hear the next segment and listen to it. Thank you Lord for waking us up this morning, God, let us see another day, day Jesus. Lord God, thank you Lord for letting us have the opportunity to come back after weeks to do the Bible study, God. I ask Jesus as we come and congregate that get together in your word, God, I ask Jesus to... Help us to understand we're learning and help everything to go well and help it to be a wonderful and learningful Bible study this evening. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen, amen. Thank you for that, sir. You're welcome. So how's everybody been? Everybody doing all right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Good to see everybody. Ending, we're, we're nearing the end of uh, 2020. Anybody ready for 2020 to be over with? <laughs> of course. 2020 has been a shocking year and has been a horrible year. Yeah, you can, you can describe it. In some it way, in some way, not all the way, but yeah. some way. Yeah, you can describe it as that. I mean, I would even say the same thing for the most part. It's not been the best year. But when you look at the fact that... Uh, for a lot of us, the Lord has spared our lives even through all that is going on. Mm-hmm. So, for that, that makes it a good year. Oh, of course. That's because a blessing. Hopefully, we'll be able to go into 2021 still standing and still uh, among the land of the living, like the old people say. All right, we're just going to talk real quick. I'm not going to keep you all long tonight. Um, I got, really, we're just going to talk about two scriptures it's going to be a little bit of like a self-reflection Wednesday. And what I mean by that is we're going to look a little bit into just how much we say we love the Lord and what that means. And then we're going to do a little self-check and make sure that we line it up and that we're doing exactly what it takes to love the Lord. All right? So, first scripture we're going to go to, I want y'all to go to uh, John in New, T- New Testament, John chapter 14 and verse 15. Now, last weekend, I introduced this same scripture because it went well with, with the lesson that we were talking about. We went over, somebody tell me what we talked about last week. What, we, what, what, what have we been discussing? What chapter in the book, in the Bible? We've been studying in the book of Psalms, right? And we've been talking about the book of Psalms, chapter 27. That's where we've been talking about that. We've been talking about how David is uh, basically was letting us know that we can have full confidence in the Lord, right? We can have full confidence in the Lord and that he is the one that provides our strength. He is the one that protects us. He is the one that does everything and is everything that we will ever need. So, so David was just sharing with us in that, that book of Psalms that, you know, for us, 
when we find ourselves surrounded by our enemies, and it could be, you know, enemies in the natural, or it could be enemy in the sense of the devil, you know, on our tail and presenting things to us to, to try to trip us up, that we need to be able to reflect back to the word. We need to be able to reflect back to everything that God has told us in his word. And we need to also, you know, be able to stand on our faith. And when we need strength, we need to be remembered of who we need to go to. We need to go to God to get that strength. Right? Mm -hmm. So that, that book of Psalms, um, chapter 27, is uh, it's a short chapter, but it's powerful. Because there is where we find David really pouring out to, to, to the Lord and to us to let, let us know and to be an example for us on what we need to do and how we should be when we're talking about going through things and we need strength and everything else. I mean, that whole chapter just gives you a whole Good. lot of insight on how you should be handling things in your life. Could you repeat that again, please? That was um, the book of Psalm, chapter 27. Chapter 27, verses... The whole, the whole entire chapter. Well, you know, I just, this just came to my mind. I think we already had this conversation earlier before. Um, it's not chapters, it's actually books. Well, you're right. And that's my you're mistake right. as well. I'm thinking it's a chapter myself. <laughs> uh, the book of Psalms, uh, 27th book of Psalms. Yes, sir. Okay. That is verses uh, 1 through 14. We covered the whole entire thing. Okay. I have it right now. All right. Now we're going to go to uh, John chapter 14, verse 15. Now before we read that, since I'm uh, calling this, this, this study tonight Self-Reflection Wednesday, we're going to do a little self-reflection. I want you guys to... Uh, to tell me in your own words, what does it mean to love? What is what is love to y'all? What does it mean to love? Um, it means you just have compassion for that person, love that person a lot. Yeah, love is love is a part of. Well, compassion is definitely a part of love. A stronger version of caring about somebody. Exactly. A stronger version of caring about somebody. Tonight, Kate, can y'all, to y'all, what does love mean? It's caring about people. Caring about people, exactly. You got anything any different tonight? It's like something that you can't just say out of nowhere. You have to like show, show that person. Bam! Everybody gave great, awesome answers. That is what I was looking for right there. There's a specific thing about love. Love is something that can be thrown about like every average word that you may say all day long. But there's a difference when you talk about love because when you say you love someone or you love something, there is action behind that, right? If I tell you I love you, but I never show you, can you really say that I love you, right? If I tell you I love you and I don't have compassion or if I don't care about you, can I really say that I love you, right? So when we do self-reflection in a sense where we start asking ourselves the question, do we really love the Lord? That's a heavy subject, right? That's a heavy question because if we say we love God, then there should be some action behind our love that we say we have for him, meaning we should be studying, right? We should be reading the Bible. We should be trying to live a life that's according to everything that the Word says we should be doing. And when we read uh, John chapter 14 to verse 15 we're going to see an important thing here of what Jesus says that we must be doing right so we're going to go to John chapter 14 and verse 15 it's spelled out clearly here Jesus says to his disciples he says if you love me keep my commandments mm -hmm. if ye love me keep 
my commandments. Now, what are the commandments? Y'all tell me a few of the commandments. The Maybe Ten Commandments? The Ten Commandments. What, what are some of the commandments that, that Jesus left here for us? Um, to live Christ-like, to um, have, he's a good example, and to um, have, just take the ways that he has, and, you know, we can't be perfectionists because we're human, but try to instill Christianity into ourselves and into our family members, friends, or if even, as for you as an adult, your children, and many more people. It's not just your neighbors next door. It's your um, neighbors exactly. as in everybody. Like how I just said again, just keep bringing the word to everybody, no matter who it is, your friend, stranger. So it's anybody. It's everybody, I should say. Not anybody, everybody. Everybody. I got a question for you. For those of you who have brothers and sisters, can your neighbor be your brothers and sisters? Yes. Exactly. Can your neighbor be your grandparents and your, and your uncles and your aunts? Mm-hmm. Yes. When Lord, when He said, when Jesus said neighbor, He didn't just mean love your next door neighbor mm-hmm. the same way you love yourself. Just like what Brendan said, He says love everybody that way. Love thy neighbor as thyself. He also had other commandments out there, like thou shalt not steal, right? Thou shalt not have no other god before me. What does that one mean? What does it mean when, when, when Jesus left that commandment that thou should not have no other God before me? He's saying that we should not worship idols. And like how I said again, not like how I said again, but like what happened last week when um, me and my grandparents were having um, the daily bread. And it was explaining that as well in the daily bread about, you know, idols. And we were just having a discussion about how we can not just celebrate idols, but unknowing idols. Because like... Some people can know that they're celebrating unknowing idols and they're saying, oh, I don't worship an idol. I don't worship an idol. I believe in Jesus Christ, so and so. But you can be worshiping an unknowing idol. Like, for example, if I say, I have the PS5 right now and I just go and play it up, play it up, play it up. Don't try to read the word. Don't try to care about the word. That's an idol right there. I don't even know. An unknowingly idol. For example, I'm just saying. Exactly right. We can, we can in a sense put things in position where they can become idols. Mm-hmm. So, in that particular commandment where, where, where the Lord says, thou shalt not have no other God before me, do y'all believe that uh, God is a jealous God? Yeah. That's, that's, that's stated in the word, right? Mm-hmm. God is a jealous God. Why is he a jealous God? Because he don't I'm not going to say it. I want somebody else to have their turn to say it. Okay. Why, why, why is God a jealous God? Freddie, Kate, Janai, what do y'all think? Why, why do y'all think God is a jealous God? What, what would make you believe that he's a jealous God? Um, I don't know. Because he, he created us to worship him, right? So he, he didn't create us to worship anybody else or anything else, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So when we lay out our priorities in our life, mm-hmm. oh, he's a jealous God because he's saying, hey, ho, 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 at the top of your very list should be me, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like, don't y'all get jealous when y'all were little kids? Didn't y'all get jealous when you saw your parents interacting with other little kids that it wasn't you? When they start showing other kids a lot of attention? Sometimes you get jealous, man. Hold up. Oh, oh, oh. I am your child. <laughs> Not them. I'm your child. You need to be showing me all this attention. That They don't matter. That's exactly what, 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 what the Lord is saying here. He's saying, listen, don't put nothing else before me. And a lot of times it's not that we, you know, I'll use this as an example. We don't go out there and for, when you get older to go buy a car and say, oh, I'm going to worship this car. 
you know, this car is going to be greater than God. No, we don't do that. But you got to be careful that even like the example, like you said, Brendan, when you start to find that you spend more time in other things, right, than what you spend in time at least talking to the Lord a little bit or at least praying and giving him some time that he, or the, the time that he deserves, then yes, you are then putting other things ahead of God and you're not following what he says in John 14 and 15. Mm -hmm. If ye love me, keep my commandments. Mm -hmm. If you love the Lord, you spend time with him, right? Mm -hmm. You say you love your parents, you say you love your cousins, you love your grandparents and everything else. What do you do? You spend time with them people, right? Mm -hmm. When you see them, you embrace them, right? Mm -hmm. When you leave them, you tell them I love you, right? Yeah. It's no different than what than what we should be doing with the Lord. When we wake up in the morning, the first thing we should be saying is, Lord, I thank you for giving me life. Lord, I love you. Right? Pray. Let, let him know, hey, look, before I do anything else, here, here, here's where he comes. Mm -hmm. I'm not putting nothing else before you. I'm going to show you that I love you. And the way that I'm going to show you that I love you is I'm going to give you reverence. First thing in the morning. As soon as my feet hit the ground, even if I don't get a chance to pray right at that second, I'm going to at least raise my hand and tell you thank you. Right? Yep. We owe so much that we could never repay God for what he did for us. When he sent his son on that cross for us, there's nothing that we could ever give him that can ever write. You know what I mean? We can't repay him back in full. We owe the Lord our entire life. And one way that we can show him that is we have to operate in love. We have to make sure that we show showing the Lord that we love him. That word love can come across so easy. It's just like saying, like you said, Brendan, PS5. You can say PS5 all day long. You can say love all day long. But there has to be some action behind that love. Love just can't, you can't just say I love you and then the word love do whatever it's supposed to do. No, it mm -hmm. has to have some action behind it in order for it to work. Okay? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, we now want to go to the book of Ezekiel in the New Testament. We're going to go to Ezekiel chapter 3 and verse 3. Here's going to be another example for us that the Lord left back here for us to show him through action our love that we have for him. Okay, so in the Bible, Ezekiel is right after the book of Jeremiah. story of what was going on with Ezekiel. The Lord was going to be sending Ezekiel to Israel to, uh, to, to speak to the Israelites and give them a word. But before he, he went to go speak to the, the Israelites, the Lord wanted Ezekiel to do something. Right? He wanted him to do something. And we're going to find out right here in verse number 3 of chapter 3 what he wanted him to do. He said, and he said unto me, Son of man, cause thy belly to eat, and fill thy bowels with this roll that I give thee. Then did I eat, and it was in my mouth as honey for sweetness. Y'all ever heard? Y'all ever heard ministers or, or pastors or preachers say, eat the whole scroll? Mm -mm. You ever heard that? When they tell you, you must eat the whole scroll? The scroll represents the Bible. So here what you are finding is you're finding the Lord is telling Ezekiel, I want you to eat this whole Bible. Not in the literal sense, but he's telling him, I want you to digest the words of this Bible. I want you to spend time in my word. I want you to spend so much time in my word that it becomes, you know, part of you. It's, you hear all the time, it's saying that the word is food for the soul, right? 
word is food for the soul. The same way as we sit down to the dinner table and we eat chicken and we eat macaroni and all that kind of good stuff. When it comes down to what your soul man needs, you can't feed your soul man macaroni and chicken. You got to feed him what's in this word. This word is what fills and, and fills the belly of your soul man. So when we look at what God is expecting for us to do, mm -hmm. these two things he's telling us right here, these two examples, if you love me, number one, keep my commandments. Mm -hmm. Number two, live in my word. Read my word. We know that in God's word, instructions for daily life and daily walking and the, making good decisions, all of that stuff is found in the word. When you need comfort, is found in the word, right? Of course. When you need help making decisions, it's found in the word. Mm -hmm. When you need, when you are presented with a situation where you're supposed to be helping somebody and you don't know what to say, you can find it in the word. There's words of comfort. There's words of anything that you need. It's in the word. So when we want to show God that we love him, we, we should be seeking after him. Right? We should be seeking after him. That's how he wants us to, to show that we love him. It, it, should, it should not be just words that are just coming off of our mouth or out of our mouth. We got to have action behind it. When he says, keep my commandments, he wants you to follow the commandments that was left there. He left 10 commandments, but he also left a whole bunch of other examples and, you know, a whole lot of other parables and sayings and everything else. But he's telling you specifically, I want you to keep my commandments. The instructions that I gave you, I want you to keep those. If you love me, keep those. Do those. Follow those. You can even say those are the rules for life. The Lord lists them all. He, Jesus listed them all out. I want you to follow my commandments. Keep them. And then he tells, like he told Ezekiel, I want you to eat the scroll. And the reason why he told Ezekiel that is because he wouldn't when it was time for Ezekiel to go speak to the Israelites, he wanted Ezekiel to speak his word. Not what I think, but speak my word. Eat the whole scroll. When it's time for you to speak, I want you to speak what's in my word. I don't want you to speak what comes to your head. I don't want you to make decisions according to what you think. I want you to do what's needed to be done according to what I've said in my word. So if you keep God's commandments and you spend time in his word, then you can say, I love the Lord. Then you can truly say without a shadow of a doubt that I, I love the Lord. Y'all understand? Yes, sir. I had a little, I had a dream last night, right? share it with, with Auntie Andrea. I, it, I had, I, it was like maybe a five minute dream, but it was powerful because in my dream, I was crying. And when I woke up, I, my stomach, you know how sometimes you cry so hard, you, you feel like your stomach is all tight. And then you're like, man, I was crying hard. Well, that's how I woke up because in my dream, I was crying. And it, in, in the dream, what happened was somebody asked me or said something about you know, God and I, I can't remember what it was like. Didn't believe in God and all this other kind of stuff like that. And the question that I ended up asking whoever it was was, do you realize just how much God loves you? And then the person was like, nah, either they don't believe or whatever else. And I and, and my answer to them was gave up his only son for each and every one of us. He gave him up. He gave him up for each and every one of us. And I know we talk about it all the time. We, we always talk about yeah, it couldn't be me and everything like that. But when you really put that into like reality, it gave without hesitation to show us, right? If that wasn't the ultimate example of love,
God did what we often do and just say, oh, I love y'all. No, that was the example for us to follow. He said, I love my children. I have to find a way to reconcile them, right? I have to find a way to bring them back to me. And if the only way that I can do that is to give up my only son, then so be it. He didn't hesitate. There was no hesitation. For many of us, if the Lord would speak to us and tell us, I need to see that you love me. I want you to give up this or give up that or whatever it is. Some of us would have a heart attack. Right? If the Lord spoke to us and told us, I want you to give up your cell phone for three months. How many of y'all think y'all can do that without hesitation? Exactly. That sound effect that you just made, Brendan, is probably what all of us would say if the Lord visited us and, and spoke to us and said, I want you to lay down your cell phone for three months. A lot of us would probably lay back in that seat like, Ugh, I don't know if I can do that. Right? Well, even if he said, give up TV, give up your Xbox, give up your PlayStation, give up your favorite food, your favorite candy. You see how small these things are in comparison to what he did for us? Mm-hmm. But if that's what it, if, if that's, if these little small things, the Lord is willing to accept them little small little sacrifices to show him that you love him and that you, that you truly love him and that you truly are all in to serve him. If all he's asking you to do is something this small, why is it often such a big problem for us? Now, we can, it's easy to say, well, God is almighty. You know, yeah. he's almighty. He's all this. And that. But guess what? That was his son. Mm-hmm. So it don't matter how powerful, you know, God is. That was his son. That was his flesh and blood. Oh, yeah. So when you think about that, it will have you feeling some type of way when you be like, you know what? He really gave up his only son for me. For me. And he didn't have to do that. He didn't have to do that. He could have let us just fall with no way of coming back to him. Or he could have had some other way that he came up with. But the Lord said no. The same way sacrifices were offered up, I'm going to offer my son as the sacrifice to bring my people, my children back to me. So, I mean, that that, that stuck with me for, for the better part of the day because it was just that quick of a dream. And it was just showing you just how much the Lord loves each and every one of us. That word is more powerful than we give credit. The word love is more powerful than we give it credit. It is much more powerful than probably we even really truly understand. And it requires a lot of effort. It requires commitment. Yes, it does. Because even as your parents, your parents love you. So what do they do? Man, they go to work every day to make sure that you have what you need, right? They come home and they prepare meals to make sure that you can eat. They work hard to make sure you have clothes on your back, a roof over your head, right? Uh, They do everything they can to make sure that you are set up for success when you get older, right? Mm-hmm. It ain't always the best because we're human. We ain't the Lord. So we make mistakes here and there, but when you look at, if your parents didn't love you, would they go through all of that? There's some who don't. That's a blessing. We got a house to live in. Yes, sir. Because, you know, I always see 
I always see these homeless people every day um, around by where, you know, Wendy's or Publix at. And I always see them with the dog. And I just feel so sad because, you know, you always see them. I give them a little $20, you know, every time I see them because I want to bless them. Because you, you just get that feeling when you see them that you can tell that, you know, they're homeless. I mean, anybody... I don't care what people say. I just love to take care of the homeless because that's just something I love doing. And I don't care if they're fake or not because guess what? God will handle them if they are fake. Exactly. But with this person right here, they're real. And, you know, every time I always, you know, think of the homeless, they come to my mind because those are the people I always see every single day whenever I go outside to get Wendy's or Chick-fil-A or somewhere because they always be by the restaurants. and. I didn't see them today as I went to Wednesday, so I was, me and my grandmother were just saying, well, maybe they probably um, got a house or place, because we haven't saw them, you know, in the past few weeks, so I just don't, we just don't know, so I just hope the Lord covered them, and, you know, knowing that I was using that as a reference, um, that's just, you know, using an example of how homeless people is real, and, you know, it's, it's really a blessing that we have a house to live in. We... Like I tell my grandmother, we take these things so um, for granted, but they're very essential. Light, um, clothes, glasses, something yeah. to use to eat, um, everything. Everything is essential. It is. And not everyone is fortunate, fortunate enough to have that. Yeah. You know, rather it's, it's by not having the ability to you know, get to that point to be able to provide that kind of stuff, or like we're talking about, you know, how the Lord gave up his only begotten son. You got parents out here who have kids and don't care for them, so they don't provide for them. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So when you look at the fact that all of us are in families where the parents care for the kids, the word love is shown by the parents' actions going to work. You know, they're doing everything they can to make sure that the kids have what they need. I know that that's what I had growing up, and I'm pretty sure that you guys can say the same thing. You don't always have everything that you may want, but you have everything that you need, right? Mm-hmm. You have everything that you need. Yep. And when you look at what the Lord did for us, Giving up his only son was his way of ensuring that we would have everything that we need. Right? He made sure that we had a way out. And that's everything that we need. He made sure that we had a way out to get back home. Because when you look at when he took himself and put himself on the earth in the form of his son. He lived through everything that we'll ever be faced with, right? He was teased. He was ridiculed. He was persecuted. He was tempted. He was hated. Anything that you could ever think of that we go through, Jesus went through it. So what God did was he afforded us a true living example for how to get back to him. You know? <laughs> I'm going to show you how to get back. I'm going to show you how to get back and I'm going to show you exactly where you need to be and how to do it. And when, I mean, when you just think about the fact that that's what he did for us, I mean, you know, the Lord could have wiped us all out and started over, right? Mm-hmm. After Adam and Eve fell, he could have just all right, let's we'll start over. Let's do this over again. But he didn't. He loved his creation, which was us. And he loved us enough to say, you know what? I want these books. I, I don't want to get rid of them. I want them. So how do I get them back to me? Okay, this is what I have to do. There was no hesitation. He put his plan into action. And he followed his plan all the way through. And he left examples down here. He left instructions down here. Just like John 14 and 15. If you love me, keep my commandments. When we look at what God asked 
us to do to show him the love that we should have for him. A lot of it is not, it's, it's not stuff that would require us to, you know what I mean, go on top of a mountain and build a big altar. And it, he ain't asking for all of that no more. He's asking for you to follow, follow my commandments. Spend a little bit of time with me. Come sup with me, come talk with me, pray, you know? I'm guilty of it myself. Sometimes you get to the point where it's like, man, I'm so busy throughout the day. I don't have time to do all this stuff. Well, you know what? The Lord has time to, to breathe life into your body every day. You can find a few minutes to pray. You can find a few minutes to pull your phone up and not go on Facebook or Instagram and read a scripture or two. Right? You can find a couple minutes to just go around in a corner somewhere where ain't nobody around and lift your hands up and say, Lord, I just want to thank you. With all sincerity, from the bottom of my heart, I want to thank you for allowing me to even be able to do this. And you know... These are the things that we should be doing, and these are the things that the Lord is willing to accept when we say that we love him. He just wants to see that, do you really love me? Or is it just words? Because if you love me, like it says in John, you'll keep my commandments. And like it says in Ezekiel, you'll spend time in my word. You'll eat the scroll. You'll spend time in my word. So, from a self-reflection standpoint, I got some improving to do, and I'm pretty sure everybody else has some improving to do. Because it is easy to think in your mind, oh, I love the Lord, I love the Lord, I love the Lord. But if you ain't doing nothing, you're just saying a lot of words, right? You're speaking a lot of words. There has to be some action behind that. And, and the beautiful thing about it is the more time you spend doing these kind of things, the more it becomes a habit. And even you won't even notice the change that's going on inside of you. People on the outside start to see the change. And that's the beautiful thing, right? That's how in the scripture where it says we should be a light like on a hill, right? Because you ain't going to see your light shining. Everybody else will see that light, right? Right. And yet that's, that's how you're going to start drawing people in. The Bible also speaks that let your life living speak for you, right? Mm-hmm. You shouldn't have to go on the top of the hill and be hollering about how much you love the Lord. Your life, should you, you should be having some fruit. Your life should be showing that, right? Mm-hmm. Because if you're operating in true love for the Lord, there's a change that's going to start happening in your body, in your soul, in your mind. And before you know it, people are going to start to notice that change. You know, they're going to start to notice something more different. You know, the way you're speaking, the way you're moving, the way you're acting is different. What's going on with you? And, and that, that is your opportunity, like you were saying early on, Brendan, for you to have that conversation with the people. Mm-hmm. You know? So, if you love them, keep his commandments. And once you start really, truly operating in love for God, that's when you will be able to effectively do the work that he has called each and every one of us to do. Right? Mm-hmm. And you you know um, it's a good thing like how you said with social media you can look at scriptures because it's true social media is a good way because you know I I grew up you know never liking it because I always heard the negative sides of it but you know with this pandemic in March when I started my um, podcast I decided to make a Instagram and then I said I'm gonna use this to bring the word and bring the word and you know if Granddaddy my Granddaddy texts you those stuff. I use some of those and put them in the thing to motivate others who are looking at it. And I was just saying, you know, I always looked at the negative side, but, you know, you realize that there are a lot of positives, you know, ever since March, I realized there's a lot of positives to social media, you know, because you you don't have to just keep on seeing people do crazy stuff. You can just see Christianity and not just with that, but with YouTube, with um, Facebook, many other stuff. And it's something, though, how... We can you you all these things we thought were bad, but you can actually use them for the will of God 
or even just to be positive too and don't always got to show negative stuff. And I know as youth, I mean, because I, I was there too. A lot of times we find ourselves, you know, as the youth in the church and, and stuff like that, you find yourself where it's like, uh, go to church and sometimes that thing get boring because the delivery is the same. But you know what? There's a charge and there's a responsibility even for you as a youth. You have a voice, right? Mm -hmm. yep. And if you want to do a work for the Lord, the Lord is not going to stop you from doing it. Mm -hmm. You were charged to do a work as well, right? Mm -hmm. So the opportunity is there for you to help change and influence the way that things are done and the way the word gets out. You know what I mean? So don't ever think that you just have to just sit here, you know, and then just, you know, because you, you you don't like the way, you know, the church service go, or you don't like, like, even right now with Bible study and blah, blah, that's, this is your time to, to open up and just talk. This is your time to throw ideas out there for, well, what if we do it this way? Because I know for me, this is what draws my attention. And I know for my friends, this is what draws their attention. You know what I mean? That's yeah. the kind of work that the Lord wants even you guys doing at your age. It's not just for, for me or Auntie Andrea to just sit here and just regurgitate and just talk and just talk. It is for you guys to, just like the Lord says, if you love me, even at the age of five, even at the age of 13 and 18, if you love me, keep my commandments. Eat the whole scroll. There's so many different ways to attack that. There's so many ways to carry that message out, you know? So when we come together and we have, you know, time to talk with each other, this is the time for us to learn and then also for you guys to even say, hey, you know, I got some people that I know that might not you know about this stuff, might benefit to get them. And this is how we all come together and we work together to get this thing out. Because it has to get out. We can't always keep it within our four walls, right? The Lord wants us to take this stuff out of here. Yes. So this is the prime opportunity for us to learn and then kind of bounce ideas off of this. Look here. They always say there's no bad, no, what is it? There's no bad question except the one that's not asked. And it's mm -hmm. the same thing. There's no bad idea except the one that's not brought out there. You know, if you have an idea or if you've got something to say and you don't say it, I mean, we're all at a loss now because you could have had the idea or said something that really could have just, boom, made everything blow up and have, you know, even a greater impact. So when we get yeah. together, you guys continue to just, you know, voice your, your opinions, say what you need to say, ask questions. Um, we ain't always know the answer. That's why we got the Bible. <laughs> and that's where we got Google, too. If we need to Google it to find the answer, we'll do that too. Yeah. So, I don't want to keep you all any longer. I hope you all got a little bit out of that just from self-reflection. Hey, just remember, that word love is a powerful, strong word. And when we're talking about saying, hey, I love the Lord, you got to remember, there's a lot more than that than just saying, I love the Lord. You know, those two scriptures that I gave you are two examples what the Lord is saying, okay, you love me. Well, you're you going to do this and you're going to do that. You know, mm -hmm. so many times we say that to family members and stuff like that, but we don't have no, they don't come back and say nothing to us. Like, okay, if you love me, well, then you make sure every time you see me, I get a hug. You don't, you don't get that, right? You just say, I love you and you go on about your business. And everybody kind of just takes that in as if, okay, yeah, they love me, right? Lord is saying, okay, I hear you. I'm taking that in, but I want to see some action behind that. I don't want to just hear the words. I want to see some action. And you know all of what you're saying. All of my instructions. Oh, sorry. What was that? Sorry, excuse me. So you go ahead, go ahead. You know, all of what you're saying is confirmation because even from the start to beginning, from beginning to end, I mean, to this whole Bible study, you were just saying so much things that were occurring last week and, you know, reading the daily bread and what you were already saying is like a whole recap of what I, when I was reading Daily Bread with my grandparents for the past few weeks. 
And you know, it, it's just something like how the Lord can, you know, use people like you and many others, you know, to bring confirmation or just bring inspiration, motivation, and so much more. Yeah, appreciate that, man. That's, we, we, we are all here to, to uh, we all got the same mission, and that's what we got to understand. We all got the same mission, the same instructions have been given to every last one of us. And sometimes that, that the Lord, the, he, he, works, he works in mysterious ways. That's not a, yeah. uh, just a slogan. That is the truth. He works in mysterious ways. Yes, and he, he will tie things in that you have read or seen or heard. Sometimes he'll just tie that in in a way that's like, you know what? Uh, I was really <laughs> supposed to remember that because now, look, somebody else is talking about it. Or I heard it on the radio. Or I heard it on TV. You know, uh-huh. and then I, that's when the Lord will come back to you and, and say, see, yeah. that, that word really was for you. Yeah. Don't, don't think it wasn't. And then sometimes you don't even got to be about the Bible, you know, like, oh. I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to take the Bible. I'm just saying sometimes I don't even have to include the Bible. Like, I, like one minute I was just, you know, it was something about, um, yeah, the podcast. I was working on the podcast and then um, eventually the Lord gave me this video from these people called Buzzpro because I subscribed to them on YouTube. And, you know, I was just saying, Lord, help me to figure out, you know, how to do such such with this. I see the video, and I was like, "What? This is the same thing what I just asked three days ago." And then you know, those you that YouTube channel, they're always it's like the Lord uses them because they're always bringing the right advice or right ways how to do like how to put the right mic together somewhere, how to monetize, how to. And I just be praying for those before they even come up. And the next minute, one week later, I'm like, "What? They make a video about this, and I just pray to God about this." Yeah, I'm telling you, he works in mysterious ways. Yeah. I mean, he hears. That's why I mean, I, I'm like I said, I'm gonna be transparent. I'm guilty of it sometimes too. Even at my age, sometimes you think that what I what I want to ask the Lord for, or even just to say to Him, maybe because to you it ain't that big, and it's you know it's kind of like why why would I pray to the Lord to help me do that? But that's what He's there for, you know. If you are operating and trying and, 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 and making all strides to walk in the light and in the way that the Lord wants you to walk and you're trying to do what he's telling you to do, the Lord is like, man, I don't care how small it is. It might be small to you, but, I mean, it's big to me because it's coming from my child, right? It's important. If it's important to you, it's important to me. Just like what you said, if, if learning how to monetize or to put this thing together if it's important to you and you're going to be using it for something that is of good value and, and it's, it's something that is positive the Lord is going to support that you know if, it, if it's if it's in his will for you, what you got going on to to reach the masses or, or to be whatever it's supposed to be the Lord is going to give you exactly what you need and it doesn't matter how, how big or small the prayer mm-hmm. is or how big or small the request is and that goes for everybody and anything that you face with. I mean, it could be something as small as, Lord, I just need to make a, a 85 or, so, or better on this quiz. It, if you are doing what you're supposed to be doing and you and you putting in your side of the, the bargain and you giving effort on your end, the Lord will meet you right there and he'll give you exactly what you need. We just have to remember that. And don't forget the book of Psalm 27, the 27th book of Psalm. David is telling us in there, he's saying, look, when I need strength, I'm going to this man. When I need comfort, when I need protection, I'm going to this man. I know who I'm going to. And what is he going to do? He's going to pick me up out of my trouble. And while I'm, he's going to put me in a place to where I might still be in my trouble, but I'm not going to be affected by it. I'll be able to watch him work on my trouble. That's, that's a mouthful. When you read the 27th book of Psalm, David is saying, man, look, the Lord is powerful, man. He is powerful. When I need something, I go to him. Mm-hmm. When my enemies all around me, I ain't worried. Why, why am I going to fear? They can't beat him. Mm-hmm. So when you have somebody in your corner like that, you should be giving every effort to make sure that when you say I love you, there's some action behind that. Mm-hmm. 
Make sure that the Lord is, he, he know for sure that you love him, right? Uh-oh, y'all excuse me, queen is home. <laughs> but I'm glad everybody was on tonight who was able to get on. Thank y'all for being on. It was good to see y'all again. Mm -hmm. um, we're going to be back on for, for those that are going to be on for Sunday school on Sunday. And also we'll be back again on next Wednesday, same time, same back channel. <laughs> All right? All right. All right. We're going to close out with a word of prayer and ask that you bow your heads real quick. Uh, dear Heavenly Father, God, we thank you, Lord. We give you honor and praise today, God, just for who you are, God, and for what you have done in each and every one of our lives, God, for life, health, and strength. Father God, for the use of our limbs, being in our right mind, God, and having an opportunity, Lord, to learn more of you today. So I ask right now, God, that the lesson that we learned today, that we may be able to apply it, Lord, and we know that what, when we say that we love you, God, that there is an expectation of action behind that. So I ask, Lord, that you prick each and every one of our hearts, God. Allow us to do a self-reflection, Lord. So if there are things that we need to get in order, God, we ask that you help us, God, and that we put in the effort to do so. We ask, Lord, that you continue to watch over the youth, God, wherever we may be and wherever we may go. We ask all these things in your wonderful name. In Jesus' name Thank I pray. You. Amen. All right, all right, Paul Gazeter, so you just heard my recap. Again, I am going to stay up and be ready so that I can get this PS5. Um, keep on praying for me, and keep, I'll keep on praying for myself, and, um, well, I hope I get this PS5 because tomorrow will be launch day, and technically tonight will be midnight, so I'll be able to get a PS5 if I can. All right, Paul listeners, hope you all have a blessed day, and... See you on Friday's episode if I make one.